Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of Weekday Wars of Wrestling for Tuesday, November 29, 2016, presented to you by the Brainosaur, and of course on Talk Shoe. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you do like the show, we always love shares, we love comments, tweets, etc. Um, uh, thank you so much for those of you who do support us. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, so here we are, um, the day after Raw, um, and we're almost a week away from last week's NXT and Lucha Underground, um, which NXT, not too much happened. It was just the, the pre-show from uh, Toronto. But uh, I'm here with Patrick, as always. So I guess we're mostly going to be doing... Yeah, howdy, howdy, buddy. And we're mostly going to be doing, um, I think, Lucha and um, and Raw. So why don't we do with the fresher... And by fresher, I mean it happened recently, not a better show, which was Raw. Um not an awful show for once. No, not an awful show, but like, I mean, unfortunately, our standards are so low where we're like, oh, everything wasn't terrible, so it's fine, you know, and like that's <laughs> where we are now. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the show didn't open with the GMs running down the card. I mean, that was a positive, but it it did open with an interview segment. That said, the interview segment wasn't half bad. The Jericho Owens stuff worked really well, I thought. Um, Roman came down and proved, like, for those of you who are out there, it was like, well, Roman just gets booed for no reason. I'm like, uh, maybe to a point, but he let's not forget, he is still awful on the microphone. Like, uh, if I was booking Roman Reigns and and I was writing things for him to do, he would never talk. He would destroy people. He would, I would kind of book him like Goldberg or Brock Lesnar or someone like that, but I wouldn't have him be I'm like. I'm going to say that. Goldberg now is like a, is kind of what Roman Reigns should have always been, but they just never got him to that point. Yeah. Well, they wanted to make him like a rock type character and they always do that. Like the rock is like their go-to like person that they have their, their characters try to emulate. Um, I don't, I remember, or I don't know if you remember when Randy Orton won the world title uh, yeah. in 2004. And for like a year, he was this cocky, like in the vein of like Mr. Perfect, Shawn Michaels, um, that kind of character. And then immediately he, he's a baby face. And like a lot of people like, um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Orton's face turn killed him. And it probably would have helped him to be the heel and Triple H to be the face. But that said, Orton did a lot of cool things leading up to that, like when he spit in Triple H's face and hit him, face and hit him with a belt, when he escaped the cage uh, a few weeks later, when he kept one-upping Evolution by being kind of a, dick, a cocky dickbag. But then after he escaped the cage, he cut this terrible promo where he does impressions of Triple H. And it's so clearly them doing The Rock. And it's just like, why... Why does everybody have to fit into something you've already done? Why not just let a person be who they are? And, I mean, it reminds me of all the times they've screwed up dudes in the past. I mean, Diesel was went from, like, this 
this, oh, Jesus. this monster into this, like, I don't want to say, like, like a smiling baby face idiot, but just this, like, neutral milk toast. Like, there was nothing offensive about Diesel as the champion. He just, there was nothing. There was There's nothing, nothing to sink your teeth into. Exactly. Shawn Michaels went from, like, being super interested. If you look at Shawn Michaels' boyhood dream and you look what's sandwiched around it, his 1995, like, classic heel run, and his, like, 1996, I'm sorry, his 97 to 98, like, uh, Generation X, like, asshole Axl Rose character, like, it's brilliant stuff. And it's just, like, it just shows when they, like, can't find characters that, like, work for, for, for these guys, you know? And, and... Rock is a guy that they like to to push push people as, and Roman Reigns is not the Rock, and you see it like oh my god, so painful, and and you you just see how much better Owens and Jericho are on the mic, like Jericho's um oh yeah Jer- Jericho's whole um and people forget that English is your second language, this stuff is great, and you just you're putting him in there against two guys who are so much better than he is, and it looks terrible. It's just like take him out of that, don't have him do stuff like that, you know. They love having people come out there and beat up other people, so we'll just have Roman Reigns do that. And so um, I thought the opening segment was was good until Roman Reigns got there. I thought Owens and Jericho were fairly strong. Um, I also like that Roadblock is now called Roadblock, end of the line. My girlfriend got a kick that. out of that. Why'd they change that? I, I don't know, but it was funny because they're, like my girlfriend's like, he's going to earn a title shot at Roadblock, end of the line. I'm like, I think it's just Roadblock. She's like, no, 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 it's Roadblock, end of the line. They said it like eight times. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a, a Vince uh, a Vince approved And they're not allowed thing. to abbreviate things. They can't. It has to be the full name every single time they say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, God forbid. Um, okay, so we we set up a match with Owens and – Roman, where Roman says, you know, you can't do it without Jericho, and Owen says, oh, I don't, you know, Ro- Reigns almost got put on the list, but he escaped it. Um, and He's not on we went, the list already? I, I feel like, yeah, he is, but he almost got put on it again, which probably isn't good. Um, Strowman, Braun Strowman then came out and beat our truth in a squash, which is fine. They've upgraded Strowman from, like, straight-up jobbers to, like, lower lower carters. Um, and then, like, this is just classic WWE bullshit writing. Like, Goldust is, like, attending to him and then attacks Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, who had yet to attack him. And I, I just love, like, they think this shit makes him, makes people heels. Like, so, R-Truth was defeated cleanly by Braun Strowman in a wrestling match where, like, that's the goal. And, like, Goldust, who's supposed to be the face, I guess, or something... <laughs> attacks Braun Strowman after the match with no provocation. And first of all, like, why would you do that from a face perspective? Second of all, why would you do it from a human perspective? Did Goldust think is like, oh, I'm going to be able to take this guy down? What a stupid idiot. He has no morals as a character, and he's an idiot. So, I, like, I just hate this stuff. Then Sami Zayn comes down. And we talk about it all the time. I mean, the, the morality of the baby faces in WWE, it's really backwards. And, and you see it every week. I mean, it's fine if they call them out on it. Like, you know, like, uh, for example, um, you know, like Chris Jericho, he's he's like a huge dick. But when he's like a face, he's being he's being an asshole. But like, yeah, he's just out here having fun, you know, and as opposed to being like, yeah, it's funny, but he's kind of an asshole. You know, if they like couched it like that, I'd be I'd be way more OK with it. Um mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how much, uh, how sick I am of Mick Foley. 
and and I love Mick, but goddamn, he just adds nothing to this show. Nothing. It's so superfluous. I mean, like his stuff with Zane, like he he's doing this thing where I don't know if he's out of ideas. Foley used to be like one of the best promos in the business, and now he's just going into like this this shouting mode where he's like he he does it like eight times a show, and it's just like enough. Um, he's like and, Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, I didn't care for this segment. Um, all right, then we had the cruiserweights were up. Tony Nese defeated Cedric Alexander. Um, when did Tony Nese and Drew Gulak become, like, partners? Best friends forever? I don't know. I guess it happened or something. you got to watch 205 and live. <laughs> I guess By the I way, you, you've got to watch that because I'm not watching it. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I'll see if I can get around to it. <laughs> that's your homework. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Jericho attempted to leave, and he got attacked by Seth Rollins. Um and you knew something was going to happen because the camera just stayed on him the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like whenever there's a count out, you can tell when it's coming a mile away just by the inflection of the referee's voice. Yeah, and how, and how, yeah. Um, so I guess Rollins and Jericho will be working against each other. I guess that's, I guess that's fine. Um, uh. Then we had Sasha Banks and Charlotte part part three part one, um, and they got <laughs> they got double counted out. And first of all, like this is a wrestling thing. Actually, this is a WWE thing because most companies I don't think do this. But I hate when like the match is a draw or a disqualification or the and they'll go. And it's completely fair, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going in two different directions. I agree with what you're saying, but here's what I hate. Um, okay. Like they'll have it. Like let's say Sasha Banks won this by disqualification. Let's let's say they did, and then they'd be like, "Your winner, Sasha Banks." However, still, like it's it, like, why you don't need to do that. Just tell me who the winner was. I should know the rules. Like they shouldn't have to clarify that. Like like it, I hate that. I hate it so much. I also <laughs> hate that DQs and countouts are looked at as less than. I can't tell you how much. Like I've I've said this on the show like so many times. Where they say, "Oh, he doesn't want to win by countout. Why? You beat him up so badly he couldn't get back into the ring. You you physically knocked him down out of the ring for ten whole seconds. It's kind of like a last man standing match. It's it's just these arbitrary things that we accept, and everybody's like, I don't want to take a win like that. Why the fuck not? You defeated him. Those are the rules. You knew it going in. You're not like retaining a title and losing by countout. That's I I would understand where that would be like sleazy, but like." It's so I hate it so much, Patrick. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's um, you know, it's at a point where DQs and countouts are looked down on so much. I wonder, it's like, well, why even have them then? If they're so bad and it's so cheap to win that way, why even have it? Why, like, why not just have every match be D- no DQ? I mean, yeah, they don't have any rules or rankings or anything anyway. This whole show, nothing makes fucking sense. So why not? Yeah. So then there you go. Charlotte and Sasha got double counted, double counted outed, whatever the the proper form of that verb would be. Um, and Foley says, "Oh, this this feud, folks, this feud's so great. You gotta have it again in the main event, as opposed to redoing it right now, like a normal person would." But okay, whatever. <laughs> Go um, take a break. 
then in part two of Enzo and Cass versus Rusev, where Rusev is completely justified because these two assholes keep harassing Rusev, him. And saying, and again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about babyface morality just being completely out the window. Rusev is almost always the babyface in every feud he's ever been in. I don't care what they say. Yeah, like, he's I, like, <laughs> I look at it and I just go, it's like, why is he the bad guy here? Yeah. Well, I, I also, I don't know if they're, like, turning Cole heel or something, or if he's just, like, being normal now, or they're allowing him to be normal. But he's like, I don't know what Enzo expected. Like, he insulted the man's wife, and he was, like, being, like, normal about it. And I was like, is that is that Cole being a heel? I can't tell, because it was it was a reasonable response. Like, what do these two assholes expect is going to happen? Why is Cass so upset when he, like, says all this shit, and then, like, somebody calls him out on it? Like, I... <laughs> I'm like, which, by the way, that's a disqualification that I can actually buy. Most of the time I hate when they're like, I'll take this count out or DQ, even though I'll lose the the quote the theoretical purse of the match. Um, Rusev was so overcome and angry. Like, I, that's one I buy. Like, that's one of the few times I buy when they when they do a DQ. That would make sense for the person because he's that upset. But um, Well, he's not losing on purpose. He just lost control of himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, Rich Swan and Noam Dar. Um, Rich Swan cut a creepy ass weird promo after the match. Was it uh, supposed to be that creepy? Yeah, you agree with me, right? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. I was like, what he was the really fuck? weird. He, he like... was like a child molester. He was like, I beat you two times, <laughs> two times, and I was like, uh, why? Why do people love this guy so much? Like, uh, there's almost no. Like I understand he's an he's a good worker. Like I I get that, but I'm just like, like there is to me there is no appeal. I like think like Brian Kendrick, Cedric Alexander, Jack Gallagher, if he ever ever shows up, are so much more engaging than Rich Swan. I mean I understand we don't want to see another um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, what's his Mega Man boy? Um, oh, T.J. Perkins. Perkins? Yeah, I understand we don't need to see Man another T.J. Perkins and uh, and Brian Kendrick again, but I feel like Rich Swan, who is probably going to win the title on Tuesday, um, it's just like ugh, I it just just not no appeal for me. No, uh, he's just a guy. He's one of those guys that he's just there to do spots, and that's about it. And he dances. Yeah. So he, okay. he dances. He lo- there's something about this guy. He loves to have fun. Um, <laughs> You right. can make got, that his actual gimmick name, the Fun Haver, Rich Swan. Yeah, the Fun Haver. That TNA would do it. That they'd be like the Fun Haver, Rich Swan, because everybody has a nickname. Um, yeah. Everybody has parentheses before their name. Um, <laughs> all right, Pat. What did you? I, I'm going back and forth on this. What did you feel about the Sheamus and Cesaro segment? I I like the attempt at character development where it was something that they had to address like okay are they going to stay partners following their loss last week and I like that they kind of followed some level of continuity there the problem is that it, it's WWE's attempted humor and that often falls flat and this just kind of felt like a scene out of a crappy like do you like how there were multiple camera angles yeah <laughs> like why did they do this like like I guess if you're gonna go full final deletion, but they kind of they kind of tiptoe up to that, and then they're like, yeah, nah, we'll just do this. And like, like it's just, I don't know. Part of me is like, this is awful. 
like like it's like a really it's like it's like Mono's hands of fate almost, but it's not like but but then <laughs> it's like not awful enough for me to think it's awesome. But I, I don't know. I don't. It's know. not like yeah, it's not the final deletion. You gotta have it's got if you're gonna do it, go all the way. Here's the thing, like WWE is the worst of all worlds. So they're like they're not they don't do sports entertainment correctly because Lucha Underground does that. They don't do like sports style correctly like they used to when they had like interviews that like were actual interviews and it like the show made sense and it like had had context and everything. It's like they're in this awful mix. They're like, we tell stories. I'm like, fucking tell stories, dude. I don't have a problem. My favorite wrestling show has like a dragon human being and a bunch of tribes that are coming together to stop a, a guy who's going to have a god in gas form take over another wrestler. Like, I'm fucking all for that. But like, you're not doing that. You're just badly telling things and, and, and you know, aping off other better ideas and not doing them well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, then we had Roman Reigns defeating Kevin Owens. Surprise! Um, uh, the champion lost a non-title match? I'm shocked. Roman I'm, Reigns has so pinned Kevin Owens. I wonder if there was like a, um, a canceling each other out because Roman Reigns is also a champion. So if Kevin Owens <laughs> pins him, then he would have gotten oh, a shot go, because yeah. the, the United States champion has been pinned. Um, uh, I, Brock Lesnar and did, uh, Paul Heyman discussed... How I Lesnar actually took... missed this segment. So what? I know that they announced that Lesnar was going to be in the Royal Rumble, but what else happened? He uh, took Goldberg uh, not seriously enough. He's embarrassed, and he's going to enter the Royal Rumble to make up for it. And he's going to kill Goldberg. So they're going to do a rematch at WrestleMania. Okay. All right. Yeah. So here's and uh, I I love like I I, I love this uh, like like just the logic of people, the people who, like, don't understand. I guess the people who, who think others don't understand why Goldberg won. Like Chris Jericho put it there. He's like, I love what they did. It was unexpected. It was shocking. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, bro, bro, like, if you did it the other way, it wouldn't have meant anything. But since Goldberg won, it's like it's water cooler talk. And I was like, yeah, okay, but what happens after that? Like, okay, yes, you got buzz for, like, a week. What do you do after that? Wouldn't it have been better to eventually use Brock Lesnar to make another star that you employ so then you can use that star in situations like these to get buzz in other ways? Like, I I just, like, like really... Yeah, I talked about this. Like, what if you did the 90-second match with a completely new guy and got him over? Yeah. What if you... Yeah, yeah. They don't want to do that. I know, yeah. Um... Well, they get in these weird, like, they're very odd. Because they get in this, like, some of them think pro wrestling is real. And, like, I remember a few years ago uh, when Brock was heading into WrestleMania. And I can't remember who it was. But somebody in the company or somebody who previously was with the company was like, well, you know, really, honestly, the only guy who could believably take down Brock Lesnar is The Rock. And I'm like, well, first of all, it's a fucking work. So anyone can take down Brock Lesnar if you tell that story properly. You just have to commit to that story. Secondly, why the fuck is The Rock being looked at as this super-duper serious ass-kisser when most of his stuff is a comedy? His finisher is a fucking elbow drop. It's an elbow drop. 
Like, how is that believable? It's like, it's so weird how people are like this. And they're like, he's the only one who could really take him out. I'm like, uh, really? What if you... Where what did if you... Rock... And maybe it's the action movie thing, but where did he get this reputation for being an unstoppable killer? Because he was never that guy when he was in his prime. Um, he lost I, I, as much as he won. Yeah, he 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 lost a lot, and he was like a, he was like uh, I say this not as disrespectful because it's 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 definitely not meant to be. He's the most successful comedy wrestler of all time. Yeah, I mean, oh, like. Like he, he like um, his matches aren't super duper believable. He like punches you in the face eight hundred times. Like his finisher is an elbow drop. Like it it's fine. It's cool. Like I I I understand the Rock's appeal. I like the Rock and stuff too. But like they act like the like the Rock like you said is this like killer is this, like this ultra tough guy and like I, I would have never put him up there in that like I would Lesnar Goldberg um uh, Buck Reigns Ultimate you Warrior know? Undertaker yeah. yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Whereas like Rock was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was pushed as that. Whereas Rock was pushed as like good athlete, like funny, and and that that was that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So so that was that. Um, the New Day defeated the the club for the fortieth time. Forty fifth time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the main event, Patrick, stop me if you've heard this one before. Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte for the women's title in the main event of Raw. <laughs> I God, they're just really playing hot potato with that belt, aren't they? I guess they think it like enhances it or something. I don't know. It's not like they're getting like huge rating boosts from this. Like I like I don't know. I, I would really I, I like I really want this feud to move on. And I, granted, now I was the guy who said for months because all I heard of people on the internet was that like like you know it was those we want Sasha chants for so long when when Charlotte was the champion. I'm like, yeah, no, okay, cool, but like, where do you go after that? Because that should be the main thing you're building towards. But they like had to give it to everyone, and now it's like kind of done for right now, you know. Um, I was kind of done with it a few months ago because I feel like I've seen it. Nine thousand. We haven't talked about times. the club in the new day. I feel like I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. When you have these three-hour shows, we've seen three women's title matches between them on Raw. Three of which Sasha Banks has won. Um, and like, They've I had guess like she's, three or four pay-per-view matches. Yeah, which including Charlotte WrestleMania, wins, including Hell in a Cell, which Charlotte wins. And it's just like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, it, it's just it's. I've said this before, and we will probably continue to say it. I hate that I, I want the cruiserweight division to be on one show with all the cruiserweights. I want the women's division to all be on one show. I want the tag division to all be on one show. Like, decide what you, like, want to do and do it. But the splitting it up hurts it so damn much. There's not enough people to rotate. Like, if you insist on doing three-hour shows... You're going to run out of people to, to rotate pretty quickly. The fact that they have, like, like 12 tag teams spread across two shows is amazing because I don't think they ever had that in the, in the brand split era. I remember Raw had, like, like Kendrick and London and, and, and random team that they faced. But, like, they, if they, they could have a really good division if they just had it all on one show. Like, one show is the tag show. One show is the women's show. Like, you know... Uh, I, I don't know, but like, 
this doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't no. behoove it. No, absolutely. It's um you know, and again it's it's all about having depth in that division. And um the more competition you have in that division, the more exciting it is cuz contenders can move up. You can have feuds that are don't involve the title. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do, and it opens up a wider breadth of uh, possibilities. Also, if you want both shows to be really different, that's a good way to give them a, their own identities. They're like, all right, let's say Raw has all the tag teams and the women, and SmackDown has the cruiserweights, and that could help like define those two particular brands. But again, they don't want to do that. So yeah, and if you remember, that was a key difference between. WCW and WWE, which I assume they would want to go for, because that's I that was the initial point of the brand split, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But like WCW had like this nuts cruiserweight division, and they had like these big names like that didn't really work well you know, as far as matches in the main event. WWE had these super athletic, like basically WWE had the the undercard was in the main event, and like. It was it was you know it was flip flopped whereas like all the shitty guys all the like fat old guys were like in the in the mid card and in WCW they flipped it and you know it was different you had like I guess bigger names at the time like Hogan and Savage and Flair and Piper and on the other side you had you had lesser names but better matches and eventually would go on to become big names with like Brett and uh, Sean and Undertaker and and such. Um, but uh yeah the, the the shows are like fairly similar i mean like like it's just they they split oh, everybody they're formatted up. exactly the same too which doesn't help yeah do you watch smackdown ever i know it's Fucking on wild, right yeah. now yeah is it is like um it's raw junior basically yeah because i believe I mean, again it's i'm convinced the same people are writing those shows i mean there's just there's no way that they're not yeah. Well, um, Paul Heyman talks about how like they used to have they used to have the separate writing teams, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and like you you couldn't uh, nobody could know about what the other team was doing. I'm like, really? I mean, it, it, it okay. I guess it kind of felt like that in like 2002, but like, but like really after that, they were just kind of the same show, like. Uh, there was that point in 2004 when um, nope, Raw nope. felt like a classic NWA show almost in the way it was booked, and SmackDown felt like Saturday morning, like cartoon era WWF. Wait, what are you talking about? 2004, Raw felt like an NWA. Oh, are you talking about like from March? Oh, you had like, like Benoit and Michaels and Triple H like having these really long matches. It was all about like blood and guts style of wrestling, and then on SmackDown you had. Booker T going to a voodoo lady to get cast magic spells against the Undertaker. Yes, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> yes, it was the concrete crit match. I still think is one of the worst things that they've ever done, and it doesn't get the reputation that it deserves for being. But as that, loud that, as that was the Dudley Boys. That wasn't um, Booker T. Yes, that's correct. Oh, but, but you're saying it's it around like the same time month? period. Like, he, like Booker T, or uh, sorry, Undertaker just went from one shitty feud to another. Yeah, it was terrible. Let's go through his 2004. So um, he comes back. He fights um, Kane. What does he do after Kane? Is it uh, is it Booker T? Yeah, it was Booker T because that was the first SmackDown pay-per-view. Okay, and then he after wrestles Mania. the Dudley boys, and then he kills Paul Bearer. Um, 
That's why I didn't know he, why he was so upset when Paul Bearer actually died. He tried to murder him once. Um, <laughs> um, and then he wrestled JBL um, at uh, the um, why, at SummerSlam. Had the SummerSlam match and they had the, the uh, last ride match. Yes. How did JBL... Oh, Heidenreich attacked him, didn't he? Yes. And that was yeah. his next feud with Heidenreich. Who yeah, was that was awful. For those of you who don't remember Heidenreich, he was basically just shitty poor man's Lesnar. He was a shitty poor man's Nathan Jones. Yeah, ooh, that's harsh. <laughs> um, but remember, Nathan Jones has a baby brother. He was perfect in every way. Wait, does that, does, is that what he said in his, like, uh, his vignettes? No, that's what he said in uh, Mad Max. Oh, 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 oh I forgot he was in And that. a baby brother. He was perfect in every way. Oh, <laughs> I forgot he's in that. Isn't he in Troy, too? I'm not sure. He might be. Is he? Let's look at Nathan Jones' filmography. Cause uh, all I'm saying is, Nathan, stick to movies, buddy. You're much better in it. Yeah, remember when he was, like, going to be a big deal? What was his nickname? Like, the, it was something the weird. Colossus you know what it is. Chicago Road. Yeah, yeah, he's from Bago Road. Dude, he's so fucking big, though. Like, if that guy could have wrestled, he would have been awesome. He didn't even have to be that good. He just had to be fairly carryable, and he he couldn't even be that. Yeah, man, he's so fucking big. God, he just had to be, like, semi-comp. Oh, Bago Road. The Colossus of Bago Road. Um... Hey, he was he was the world's strongest man. They could have <laughs> like built that. Yes, and like night, he's won a bunch of them. Oh shit! Oh no, I'm sorry. He qualified, and then he won a bunch of world strongman challenges. You could still like work that, you know? Um, oh, sure, sure. I mean, why else would you have Mark Henry for 20 years? Yeah. Let's see. Where's your filmography? Yeah, he's in Troy. His name is. Bogarius, because he's from Bogo Road. Um, <laughs> he's in he's in a lot of weird movies. He's only in Mad Max because it was filmed in Australia, I bet. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit, he was in the Condemned. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's interesting. He's, he's in the Condemned. Oh man, <laughs> look at this movie. Look at this movie. Steve Austin, Vinnie Jones. That's about it. And then The Condemned 2 has Randy Orton in it. Randy Orton looking like a drunk dad who may just go to the papers. Um, <laughs> Why? Do, okay, how did these... I, I guess it's their own film division. They can do whatever they want. But how did all these shitty WWE movies all get sequels? Because they just, they're just like straight to DVD and they're like fairly profitable that way. Also, I want to point out The Condemned 2 cast is way better than The Condemned 1. Okay, so Randy Orton and Steve Austin is probably like a wash, okay? But you've got Eric Roberts, Wes Studi, and Stephen Michael Cazada, who was on Breaking Bad. Holy shit. Yeah, which if, you would, like to, if you would like to compare it to The Condemned 1, you have... Steve Austin, Vinnie Jones. I'll read you the other guys. You're not going to know who they are. Robert Mamone, Tori Mosset, Madeline West, and Rick Hoffman. Oh, wait. Never Rick heard Hoffman, of any of those people. Rick Hoffman's this guy that's on Suits, so he's um, fairly well done. But still, uh, Condemned 2 is... Uh, it, uh, it holds itself up there. Also, Steve Austin's character name, 
I like I dare you to think that Vince McMahon did not write this character's name. His name is Jack okay, Conrad. Okay, let me ask. Um, is it dumber than Will Smith's name in After Earth? I don't remember his name in After Earth. Hold on. Cypher Rage. Wait, what? Really? How do I not Cypher remember that? Rage. Oh, Cypher Rage it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that name sounds like a joke. Yeah. Oh, he's Cypher Rage. That's awesome. Um, okay, no, it's uh, it's not that bad. It is Jack Conrad, though. <laughs> uh, okay. Like this, this sucks because the condemned. I don't know why we're talking about this, by the way. I just got off into a tangent, but, um, like the condemned is such a shitty movie. Like, like I, I've never even seen it. It's just like, it's like. Why, like, The Running Man was cool because it took place in that weird-ass, like, um, uh, you know, like, that TV set and stuff. And it's, like, Smash TV, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like um, th- that was some of the appeal, I, I thought, to me. But, um, but this is just, like, we're on an island! Like, I understand that Battle Royale happened there, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's, like most of the fun was, like, making fun of the media aspect of it, and I don't know. No, no, you're right. I'm now looking up the running uh, man. It's a WWE film. Their movies suck, except for Oculus, which they didn't make. I I know someone who was in Oculus. I went to school with someone who was in Oculus. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's a great way to go out on. Um, uh, all right, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about... Um, uh, Lucha, before we head out. Oh, yeah, Lucha. Should I mention that I was in their marathon uh, this weekend? You should. I haven't seen it yet. What do you do? Uh, basically, um, this was just a, something that they did over Thanksgiving weekend. They were asking for video submissions, talking about specific episodes of Lucha Underground. Um, Grave Consequences, the first Trios Championship match, uh, the Lucha um, Aztec Warfare 2, and the Nomas match. I was like, sure, why not? I'll just film a quick, couple of quick videos and just submit them. Maybe they'll use them. They ended up using all five. Wow. Uh, How so many others did they use? Huh? How many others did they use? Uh, about six or seven others. <laughs> Patrick Kelly was 50% of that marathon. <laughs> it felt, I think I was the only one in all five. Interesting. So did they, like, how did, how did they do it? So like like sh- uh, just I think during the first commercial break of each episode they would just air why this episode matters and then just splice together a bunch of fan comments and stuff like that. Oh okay cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah I gotta. Yeah I gotta... Very, so thank you Alright Network that was pretty cool yeah. Yeah yeah. All right yeah so um I thought um so let, let's talk about the 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 episode then um. We had uh, Johnny Mundo and uh, Sexy Star in um, what I thought worked for everybody. I, I, I thought did, it made Mundo got such a cheap ass win, which is how he should have gotten it. You know, like 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 he there's no way he wouldn't like have have all his you know have have his girl running interference for him. Um, and Sexy doesn't come off looking like she was a fluke. It, it just came off looking like somebody stole stole her title. So. Um, I thought it worked well, and um, I think worked very well. I, yeah, and I think Worldwide Underground 
having the title is going to be a lot of fun and a change of pace from what we had from our heel champions, which should be an interesting like type of change of pace. Yeah, and I don't know how long Mundo keeps the title. I mean, obviously all of season three has been filmed, but I don't know any of the spoilers, but hopefully he holds it all the way to Ultima Lucha Trace. Yeah, who do you think they would have challenged? Do you think they'd have, like, Cage possessed by a god or something? That would be interesting. Um, God, do you think they'll throw... Uh, You you cut out there. What did you say? Uh, You think they'll throw uh, Pentagon Dark out there as a challenger? I feel like they did that last year. Mm, Yeah. Like, unless they're going to... I was going to say Prince Puma, but he's dead. He is dead. Um, we will have to see what happens there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe like, I don't know, maybe resurrected Prince Puma. Um, I don't know. Well, that the, the cool thing is I don't know. Like, like unless I look at spoilers, which I do not want to do, I don't know. And that's a nice place to be because with WWE, like a year ahead of time, you've the, the, the main event's been leaked and it's always accurate. So you're like, oh, well, they're looking at doing... They're gonna do Roman Reigns versus versus Rusev in the main event. You're like, oh, cool. I'm glad that everything's gonna lead to that. So with Lucha Underground, you just kind of get to enjoy it as it goes. Yeah, and unless, like you said, unless there's an injury, uh, the WrestleMania plans kind of they kind of play out exactly how you think they're going to. Like, it looks like it's gonna be Cena, Taker, and Goldberg, Lesnar at Mania. So. Rollins and Triple H will obviously be on there. So I mean, we pretty much know the top three or four matches already. Yeah. So we would, so before we go, let's just so Cena and Undertaker, Goldberg and Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Possibly for the two championships, I would not be surprised. Really? I would not be surprised. Do so you I, think I Cena been, Cena would have the title and and? No, I and, think Taker might take the title from AJ. What? I, dude, I've seen it happen so many fucking times. It's like, Taker's going to win the fucking belt. When he came back on the 900 SmackDown and said, WrestleMania will no longer define my legacy, I'm like, shit, he's winning the title. That's always smart and great. Um, he's like a thousand. Um, yeah. Look, Darth right. Vader needed to be jobbed out to Yoda. That's how it works. It's how it works. Um. Uh. Okay. So then we'd have. So how would you think Goldberg and Lesnar would be for the title? Um. February pay per view. Owens gets jobbed out to either Goldberg or Lesnar. And there you go. All right. Awesome. Um. Although I, Balor, I so excited. <laughs> Balor is back. He's back. Um. I, I mean. I mean. He'll be back by that point. I'm sorry, I, I spoke incorrectly. Oh, interesting. He's, he's I, being I, aver- he's being advertised for TL, uh, not TLC, um, Roadblock. This is the end. Not in a wrestling capacity, but to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta assume they're gonna factor him there. Um, okay. Rollins and Triple H. Yes. So who is Reigns gonna wrestle? And Ooh, who is Ambrose God. gonna wrestle? Good question. They will be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reigns wins that. Um, yeah, no. See, that's the thing. You've just got you've got part timer versus part timer, essentially part timer versus part timer with Cena Taker. Um, 
one guy versus part-timer. It's like this show where most of these characters don't matter, you know? Oh, let's be honest. WrestleMania has kind of become like a glorified legend show. Yeah. I mean, I don't want yes, to sound like a dick when I say that, but it's kind of true. It's like they'll sell nostalgia over anything like substantial from a storytelling standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we end another show on another positive note about how shitty WrestleMania is. Um, <laughs> all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for joining us, as always. Um, please uh, subscribe to us on TalkShoe, follow us and like us in all those different social media avenues. But for Mr. Patrick Kelly, I'm Eric Clancy, and we are... Signing off.